listen to hair on. From hair on, I'm listening to hair on. Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still gotta keep the world together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Who gon' do it like, like us? Birds of a feather flock together, yeah, yeah, yeah. Still kicking facts up under pressure, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, 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 and thank you for joining us on Heron's Home Podcast. I'm your host, Karee Robertson, alongside my soundman extraordinaire, Rico G. What's going on, everybody? How y'all doing? And we back in the house for episode 101. Yeah, like yeah. the Dalmatians. That's what I'm saying, bro. It's a nice round number. I like my palindromes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yo, man, I'm looking forward to the uh, to wrap up of season four at episode 104. It's gonna be it's gonna be a good time. But yeah, man, you been doing anything interesting this week? No, just chilling. No, man, That's not doing up. nothing too crazy. Yeah, man. So uh, I'll start out with a little bit of gaming news. Just following the launch of uh, Cyberpunk 2077, and boy, it's been tumultuous, man. <laughs> it's been tumultuous. It's a hectic launch. Yeah, CD Projekt Red once again proving to us that you just should not ever put your faith in capitalist organizations. Just don't do it. Just don't do it, because they, they will fucking let you down every time, man, because I have been one that has very much been a proponent of CD Projekt Red. Um, now... I wasn't a fan of theirs at the Witcher 3 launch, but I became a fan of theirs as I became aware of their of their games um, after that. But evidently, the Witcher 3 launch was really rough too. But um, come now to this now coming full circle to the Cyberpunk 2077 launch. Boy, the PC version launched well. The game was clearly made and optimized for PCs or or uh hardware that can match a pc's output um evidently the original base ps4s and xboxes were not <laughs> equipped you to handle this game prepared and it was one thing that they launched the game on those platforms in an incomplete fashion but the way that they did their review embargo prevented people from showing or reviewers from showing the quality of the game in uh on those uh platforms and it was very obvious as to why you know and that that i don't know if if that was a stellar move because that that is misleading you know like if the game wasn't ready for launch on the plat on the the base consoles they were better off either a just holding back that launch or B, letting people know that this is going to be a Witcher st- uh, 3 style launch where the game is going to come out. And for the diehard fans who want to try it, you can try it. But it's not going to function optimally. because it, and, and that's why I mentioned the Witcher 3 launch uh, prior to this is because clearly they have an intention of making the game functional on those platforms. But they did not launch it in that uh in that state whatsoever and that was that was kind of sad to see because i didn't expect that from them especially given all of the delays you would have expected them to 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 hammer all of that out that was the point of the delays that's why the people didn't trip over the delays like of course you get your naysayers and your your assholes who are gonna who are gonna, gonna give them a hard time anyway but you know, no one expected the game to be in such a, a deleterious state when it launched on the base consoles. Like, that wasn't worth launching at all. You know, but that's not to say that there isn't a really solid core good game um, that can be played. It's just you can't. They, they marketed it on platforms that were not 
um, appropriate for, um, a, you know, a good playthrough. And moreover, to just hammer that point home in a, in a rare turn, I don't think that this is, I don't think there's ever been a precedent for this on the PSN. Um, Sony has pulled Cyberpunk from its PS4 stores and issued full refunds for everyone who who purchased the game. So that that's just a, a, a wholesale, that's, that's the equivalent of them revoking the certification for the game after it launched, which is sad, which I feel like Sony must have, they didn't play it. They didn't play it. They didn't play the game prior to, or they didn't play a decent amount of the game prior to certifying it because I don't think that they would have ever certified certified a game that was in this uh, non-functional of a condition. But, you know, it's it's a rough one, you know. And so if you're listening and you're interested in Cyberpunk and you thought you were going to play it on a base console, please don't. It's not ready yet. Um, definitely hit it up on the PC if you have a quality PC that is capable of running high-end games. Go for it. And 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 from what I understand, it's a great play uh, if you have the hardware to play it, which, from what I understand, a significant portion of the sales were on those base systems, which is Damn. it's rough. And, of course, you know, <laughs> PS5s and Xbox Series Xs are not readily available. So I think that of their sales, maybe... 25% of their sales were actually playable. If you if if we're saying that the only playable versions were on the the, the console, PS5 and Xbox Series X, which is kind of rough. That's really rough. Yeah, it's a big hit. Yeah, man. And so I I'm hoping that they that they uh that they can rally and fix the game, but I would never put mainly not because of their failure but because of the deceitful marketing i would never trust them as a company like off off the get you know what i mean like i would never just hand over to them any kind of trust in terms of of the launch of a game because they've they've shown that their business model is to launch games that are incomplete and that is my main issue that i get from the eas and all of these these other developers that are launching games that are just woefully, woefully underdeveloped. Yep, that's the new standard. You pay for the incomplete games and then uh, and basically beta test it while they finish it and patch it to you and give the update to you at a later date. Yeah, no, that's not acceptable to me, unfortunately. I mean, that might just be me because I'm not a, I'm not like young enough to be part of the generation that's used to being a public beta tester like i think that like if you're 25 years old right now or younger you're used to being a beta tester everything's beta tested on you you know and 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 so you're used to receiving your products in an, in an incomplete state and through your patronage and the patronage of the fans they come to completion i'm not used to that nor do I like that business model. Nor do I think that that's a beneficial business model for the younger generation to 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 take a hold of. Like, I don't want them to become comfortable in that, you know, because then they're going to start to to you know, people in that generation are going to enter into the industry and partake in that business model, and we shouldn't. We really shouldn't. It ain't healthy. It's not good, and and, and it's sad because it's similar to our like our political system. You know what I mean? Like, it's so corrupted and and debased that participating in it 
it it threatens to fundamentally corrupt you because to operate in it in any effective fashion just means that you're 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 promoting the the shitty parts of the system that you don't like and so i really hope that this i don't even know how the industry moves forward after a company like this causes that kind of disruption because it's big it's big i mean their stock dropped something like 15 percent just in this time like that's significant yeah, you know what i mean because right stocks responds to four percent drops and they dropped 15 percent. like that's bad that's bad and they, they've lost a lot of the consumer uh uh you know goodwill that they had built up um investors are feeling that way as well and that's not good you know they they had a windfall for sure with this project but i don't know if it's going to have longevity because of the way that they handled it which is story of 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 american uh corporations you know they build up goodwill with people only to squander it for their profits but yeah moving on from that we had some interesting stuff happening in the uh entertainment sphere we got the um upcoming two short versus e40 versus Oh, that's super definitely dope. for that. I'm that definitely super that. dope, dude. The Bay Area on fleek, my nigga. Like the fucking Bay Area is going to be so live right now, and that's what I love about this versus in particular is that it's two people from the same region who represent drastically different styles. Like this is going to be entertaining. <laughs> yeah, They're real. both. They both are part of the hyphy generation, but at the same time, have their own unique styles. They both have bangers for days. Days and days. I mean, both of them have been in the the industry for thirty plus years. Yeah, they've been around, man. I can't wait, and I love me some E forty. I love E 40s uh, vernacular, his whole cadence, the, the his style, the you know his uh, his up and down flow. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I love that. Um, but too short, yo. Too short is Biatch. the embodiment of a pimp, bro. Like, there is every yo. And when I say he's the embodiment of a pimp, I don't mean he's the embodiment of the exploitation of women. He's the embodiment of how if you treat a woman right, she will do anything for you. Because I've never, I mean, I think that Too Short might have had one or two uh, like accusations of impropriety, but none of them have ever stood up. Like Too Short is the OG, listen, girl, I want to show you a good time. And if at the end of that good time you want to fuck, we bout that. But I ain't forcing you to do nothing, you know what I mean? And his music embodies that. I love that 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 whole that whole swagger he has about him. Like, listen, you gonna fuck cause you want to. I ain't even here to try to make you do nothing, girl. That's that's the whole ambiance of 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 too short. That I think really gets like hood niggas like, yo, this nigga is really on it. But now E forty, super swag, super swag, and fucking E forty is just. He's got the the beat of the streets, you know what I mean? Like he's got a whole like grip on the community and and making relevant music that because like even in 2015, 2016, 2017, this nigga's making music that's relevant to the streets. You know what I mean? Like not only is it is it sonically relevant, but it's relevant in subject matter like and on top of that, he doesn't push no bullshit. He's talking about, yo, no, no, do your street shit, do what you got to do, but also buy a business. 
Open Hell a fat yeah. burger and make some money on the legit side. Why not? You know what I mean? I love that that's part of his persona. So yeah, I'm I'm really looking forward to this versus uh versus between Too Short and E40. I think that's going to be a real real entertaining one. Um oh man. Dude, it's so funny cuz you know I'm a big fan of the uh Joe Budden podcast and their network, but um one of their I don't know if it's a fan or if it's somebody who who is straight up hating, but somebody has been putting out diss raps to the JBP that are fucking hilarious. They're great. They're great. And that's what the kind of dropping like actual tracks. Um, they're like two minute songs with like bars and they get like real okay. bars coming at them. And you could tell that he watches or listens to the podcast because that nigga <laughs> is dissing them on shit they say in the podcast. It's the best. It's that's the best. Hilarious. Because that's that's the thing about about uh, the hip hop culture is that there's a certain amount of self-deprecation that goes along with it. And that's why most rappers, especially ones who partake in the battle, uh, the battle genre, they take it with a grain of salt for the most part. They realize like, yo, no, niggas are about to say some wild, disrespectful shit. And it's because that's what we're here to do. We're both here to say some wild, disrespectful shit. So we're not going to we're not going to take it outside of that. Most of the time, most of the time, there was one time when I, when, uh, I think it was a couple months back where I was talking about a, uh, a battle rapper who said something about a dude's daughter and he swung on him. <laughs> I mean, that's a little bit, you know what I mean? You don't want to hit that close to home. But for the most part. There's there's tons of open open air to to diss niggas on wax and for them to take it as nah. as were they just in that. like an actual battle rap where they were like face to face? Oh no 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 no. Oh okay yeah then. Oh no you mean hold on Jake you mean the guy who punched the dude? Yeah oh yeah 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 he was rapping to his face and dissed his daughter like nah, you gotta get bro. punched. Nah bro man I've seen I've seen a lot of like battle rappers where they say some egregious shit. Oh, you punching a, 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 a you punching the other battle rapper in the in the in the battle rap is just sacrificing the pot. I guess I don't this know. This is taking the double L. Just as a just as a dude, there's certain things like I, I can agree. I mean, to I sit feel here it. Just don't battle rap then. Yeah, just don't battle exactly. rap. Exactly. Don't battle rap. Just don't battle rap then. You feel if, if you have lines because in if, your life, if, if you're battle rap. rapping and the dude insulted you so bad you felt the need to punch him in the face, you were admitting that you well, lost the battle. Well, it wasn't an insult rap. on him. It was an insult on his daughter. St- st- I believe the point still applies. Yeah, there's a there, battle rap is battle rap, and then having a conversation with other people is having a conversation with other people. If if you're in a yeah. regular conversation, someone talks about your daughter, by all means, <laughs> by all means, do your thing. But if you're in a battle rap, and th- then that just means that every battle rapper beyond that point knows that you have a trigger where you instantly disqualify yourself. But I think that, th- and, and I don't know this because I don't battle rap. I don't know this. But I think that the lack of of attacks on people's children is indicative of something in battle rap where you kind of, that's that's like, don't... Don't bring other people into that kind of situation type of thing. I don't know. I don't know. I just feel I like... I understand what you're saying. Mm-hmm. I'm just saying that you don't really get to dictate those kinds you know, of rules you do in a battle rap situation. That's like saying I'm going to fight you, <laughs> but you can't punch me in the face. Precisely. <laughs> that's not going to work. That's, that's all I'm saying. If punch you in the face, it might that's happen in, in a specific battle rap as a competition, if you're doing it for real, mm-hmm. that's, a, that's, a, that's a forfeit. That's essentially a forfeit. Oh, yeah. That's yeah. a forfeit. Yeah, for the most part. So you don't get no props for that. But yeah, if you're in the streets, you if I mean, you're in I'm a house, props if for you're protecting on the streets, your, the pride of your daughter, you don't get pra- props for the battle rap though. You lose the <laughs> I mean, battle rap, absolutely. I guess. <laughs> but I, I mean, I'm never gonna disparage a nigga who's 
protecting the honor of his family. Yeah, I feel Message. you. You got you. I, I'm. You have lines that you don't cross. That's not mm. what we're talking about. We're talking about in a battle rap where I'm. Well, I'm specifically talking about battle rapping where they're doing it for money. Indeed, that's specifically true. that what I'm talking yeah, yeah. about in no, a professional absolutely. capacity. If you're battle rapping for free, then that's your bad. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. If you're battle rapping for free and you talk about somebody's daughter, that's the risk that you're taking. Yeah. But for sure, don't fuck up the bag. You know what I mean? Like, and ultimately, even if a nigga, as long as he's not actively touching your child, that it really isn't. It's just words. It's just words. Small mouth sounds by the good god damn. I be getting stop being so, small mouth sounds. <laughs> people need to stop being so easily programmed by the words of other people. Yeah, um, I you know, and I, I think ultimately, really, what it boils down to psychologically is um, when people feel like they're powerless. You know what I mean? Like, I don't even if. If I feel like if that rapper was winning and that guy made a uh, a rap about his daughter, he would have probably let it slide. But he was losing, and he rapped about his daughter, <laughs> so there's going to be a bunch of feelings here. <laughs> but no, no I, I mean, and to uh, to extrapolate to a broader to the broader conversation, yeah, you gotta you gotta not, especially if you're in that situation, don't don't take the bait, don't fuck up the bag. It's the yeah. whole reason why bait exists, because we know, because <laughs> motherfuckers know, know that shit's delicious, bro. What are we talking about right now? Mm. I know it's delicious. That's why you throw it out there. All right. And so speaking of uh, of talk to me nice, um, Tom Cruise was on set the uh, not too long ago for Mission Impossible Seven, I believe, mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Uh, it w- there was a recording of him just going ham. On the production crew for evidently not properly uh, adhering to the to the COVID nineteen regulations on set, and boy, man, it was it was rough. And and honestly, I think that just from what I saw, because I mean, I, I keep myself in my own echo chamber, so I can't I can't discount the fact that I might have just not been privy to some of the criticisms. But I saw a lot of people on on. You know, on either side, lauding him for 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 you know being a stalwart of the of the 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 regulations, which I understand absolutely. But I feel like there was definitely a double standard. Like Tom Cruise is allowed to talk to people because of his authority and 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 his catalog in a way that is not permissible by other people, and 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 that I have a problem with. If you wanna, if you wanna clamp down on the 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 grips and the the stage crew in your production, I get it. That's that that's important, and and we all want to be responsible and safe, you know. And and he's worth technically a lot more than those individuals who are breaking the rules when it comes to the value of this production. I get it. I get where his head is at, but the idea that he is because of his name and his persona gets to talk to people however he wants. I think it's utter bullshit, and that's and I'm gonna have to keep the same energy I had for the dude who 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 was at True Kitchen with Tom Cruise. You can make your point in a professional setting without being a dick bag. If you want to do that, start a podcast, talk all the shit you want. But talking to professionals in that setting the way that he did, I think. A was completely unacceptable and B was an absolute double standard because I cannot see Samuel L. Jackson talking to people that way and then being given a pass. I don't know, man. I think he's specifically getting that pass because it's about COVID regulations. 
No. That's why he's. Oh, let me let me go ahead. Let me say something. I specifically, I'm on the side mm-hmm. of like I don't think Tom Cruise is in the wrong all that much. I don't mm-hmm. think it's that bad what he did, mm-hmm. and that's specifically because he's he's like the foreman in charge of a construction company, and right now everybody needs to pay attention to the rules because anybody could get this entire shit shut down, and ain't nobody eating if this whole shit gets shut down. So I totally mm-hmm. understand where he's coming from, and I don't think that what he did was that bad. Um, I hear you. Um, I'm pretty sure that they are insured. That everyone's getting paid no matter what. Like, uh, that, I don't think that, that it's a money just because issue. you're insured doesn't mean you. you and still, and even, Hollywood got money in the PPP. And, like you can't insure money. time though. You can't insure okay. time. Okay. Um. I I I I completely agree with that. There's still a way to be professional. That I think that he is. And I'm not going to fight you on that permitted. point. That's fine. Like I said, the last time mm-hmm. you, you mentioned the other dude, like, don't yell at your kids when you're angry because then they miss the point. And we especially live in a society right now mm-hmm. where p- if people don't like what you're saying, they will intentionally ignore what it is that you're saying that if I they don't, don't like, like how you're saying That I don't it. like. Like, he me? could be making a good point, and, and, and you're absolutely right. And that I don't, don't advocate for. Don't ignore the point being made. And that's not what I want to do here. I don't want to ignore the point he was making. Absolutely. We're all adults here, and they're not difficult regulations. They're really not that hard. And the dude also so quit, so clearly he didn't value the job that much. Oh, yeah. No, I mean, and as I said, they're all taken care of because he's part of a, a of a union. The the, the people mm-hmm. with the stagehands are all part of a sag. union. That's all he's sag straight. shit. He's straight. He could leave. Sag will take care of him. You know what I mean? And so, yes, in the, in, in the grand scheme of things, like if you don't like the way you're being treated in that environment, you are actually empowered to just not deal with it and still be fine in the end. So I, I, I'm a lot less inclined to, to dog him for that. Yes. Um, but I just, I just don't understand why, why people get there in the professional setting. Cause if, oh, I totally do. Come on, the, the you can't understand the stress that people are going no, no, through. No, no, right I get now. it, but the, but you, but just as we were saying, like you're getting paid a lot of money to deal with that stress. Um, it doesn't require you to, and 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 that kind of behavior is indicative of a lack of respect he has for those people. I don't in know, my man. opinion, I heard the rant. I really didn't think it was that bad. He cursed a couple times, but for the most part, he stayed on point and remained consistent not for to nothing. his entire I've heard, I've heard point. him yell way worse than that. So, yeah, I don't... We've all heard I don't him know. yell I, don't, I did not think... I don't think he shit on the dude all that badly. He said, motherfucker, like, one time. And basically, he was just like, do your fucking job. There are a lot of people that would love to be in the position you're being you're in right now. And that's where... That's, like, that's that, all that's where That's where you overstep the bounds, in my opinion, is, like, that's not at all part of your point. You know what I mean? Your I mean, point is you do your job correctly and follow the protocol I mean, that we're paying at, you to follow. At the end That's of the cool. day, you will always be able to like that? nitpick how exactly he went about that because he didn't go about it right. Okay. And and he was right in his point. It was his execution that was wrong. That's exactly. all I was, Okay. And and and, that's and at the all end I of the day, do. that you know what I'm saying, you you you're never gonna mm-hmm. be comfortable with how exactly he did it because you yourself are very strict. No, and and, and I'm cool with that. I only want to. M- let it be no. I, I I want us all to agree on that only because that's we're gonna think about not not we but people will generally reference these kind of situations if they are ever put in a similar situation. So I want us to be able to harken back on that and say, you know what, 
the right thing to do was to to reprimand them. The wrong thing to do was the way he did it. So that moving forward, hopefully, and and not that Tom Cruise or anyone who of any import listens to this, but I would hope that given the opportunity, any of the listeners who are in a production environment would 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 take that and say, hey, you know what? Okay. I can learn from 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 his mistakes. The mistakes he makes at a very high level, especially because uh, you know a lot of us aren't afforded the ability to make those mistakes. Like if I were to do something like that, I would probably fuck up the bag big time. Man, Even the only if I mistake was right. Tom Cruise made was giving a weak ass ass chewing. That was not an ass chewing, bro. I've no, heard no, 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 real no. ass chewings before, and I can't believe people are that upset about that shit. No, I just I just don't. I just don't like when the public figures do stuff like that because so many people look at them as examples. And it's like, I don't want that to be the example. You know, like, I, I would have loved the yeah, example. Yeah, that's never-ending uphill battle, though. Yeah, yeah. Ugh. But yeah, you know, I just thought that that was an interesting, an interesting discussion that was happening because, um, yeah, I, I, a, lot of more, a lot more people were on your side than to... They were unwilling to even criticize his approach. They were just like... Stop being stupid, and I, and I get it, and I just don't think that, uh, especially people who who view something like this who aren't already of the the vein of hey, you know, let's just make sure we follow all the protocols to make sure we get out of the other side of this in a decent way. It's just going to drive them further and further away, and then and of course, there's clearly not intelligent people, so we shouldn't be, uh, we shouldn't be organizing ourselves too much in how they. They respond, but we got to we got to live in a country with, you know, at least there's at minimum 70 million idiots out there. 70, however many million idiots voted for Trump. So we got to we got to worry about like the fact that we live in the country with that many people who who just don't see eye to eye to us with us. And we would want to to deal with them on a better level because, I mean, we could go at them in a vitriolic manner. I just don't think it's going to be successful. And being nice to them probably isn't going to be successful, but definitely being vitriolic won't be successful. But yeah, moving on from that. Yo, I know this is not a sports podcast, but I just want to comment that, yo, LaMelo Ball is fucking killing it out there on Charlotte, bro. Not for nothing. I've been watching a couple of his games. My man is on point. Like, I, because I, I did shit a lot on the Ball Brothers, bro, because, <laughs> um, Jeez, that sounded terrible. I should have loved <laughs> Jesus criminy. I don't yeah. I used to not be very uh very uh positive towards the ball siblings because of their father's antics. But LaMelo, I I can't speak to the other two young gentlemen. They're doing their thing, but LaMelo in the NBA has absolutely shown himself to be one of the most valuable six men out there right now. And honestly, I think that he probably should be a starter. The man, the man's killing it right now, but yeah, if you want to watch some entertaining basketball, watch like he's a really good passer. So, king of the no look right now. Like I don't know a lot of niggas who's doing a no look like he is right now. Like he's really in tune with his team, and so it's making for very entertaining play. And so I just wanted to shout him out because I know that I, I'm I'm quick to shit on the big baller brand, but <laughs> that is not out of out of out of That's funny. you know pure uh you know vitriol towards them it's purely because their father's a trash bag but the boy is showing showing some skills definitely definitely 
uh, showed me up because I definitely didn't give him the 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 credit he was due when he first came sleeping. out. Sleeping. Yeah, no, I was sleeping on him, but I just wanted to throw out a a little shout out to to, to Lamelo for killing it. But um, yeah, man, let's move on into some politics. Cause boy, man, and it, it's, it's not looking good. <laughs> We're just gonna we're gonna have to do the second half on this politics shit, and I know it's always depressing, but it's not looking good. It is not looking good whatsoever. Um, between the the Biden and um cabinet being literally, literally staffed with black neoliberals, like these are black people who completely support all of the negative economic uh, factors. That have detrimented the 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 African American and minority communities at large for the past forty years. This is absolutely Obama three like one hundred percent. Like if you think you're going to get anything outside of Obama, then you're barking up the wrong tree here. And if you think that the Obama administration helped black people, just God help you, God help you, because don't ever forget that. Barack Obama was followed up by Donald Trump. That's that's the real because you never see the 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 ramifications of a presidency during the presidency because of the way our politics works. It's delayed. And so the ramifications of Barack Obama's policies and presidency were fucking Donald Trump. And so if you think that Biden is going to somehow be a return to normalcy, it's going to be a return to that which brought us Donald Trump. And that's not going to be good. Um it's going to it's going to be hugely detrimental to I think the the participation. I don't know if we'll ever get another election of of I think that between uh we we literally had 55% turnout in this election. I don't think we'll ever get that many people to turn out for another election. Uh, a lot of them were panic votes. They were panic votes. They were they were anti votes. They were protest votes. They were. They, I don't think that they were the type of votes that you can rely on next next election, next presidential election. That is, um, it was. It, it you know, it, it brought about a ton, a ton of revelation when it comes to the trajectory of of where we're going, and 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 it did a great job of snuffing out whatever little hope I might have had. You know, I, I sat there and I talked my shit about, man, is it not at least mindful to vote against fascism? And what I've come to realize, and I'm so glad I did not mark down any presidential vote whatsoever. I didn't vote for anyone for president because I don't believe in any of these fuckers, period. I voted 24 out of 25 of those spots on my ballot. 24. Everything down ballot, I did not vote for either of these fucking people for for president because I knew what was coming. And I was not going to be part and parcel to choosing a slave master. Because if you don't understand that Biden is a slave master, you're fucking stupid. You got to hear the way that he was talking to the black uh, clergy people who were trying to get him to, to listen to some of the more progressive ideas that are motivating the young black voters. He spoke to them like they were dogs in the street. Dogs in the street, bro. Like it's it's going to be a shit show. And 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 I really and and 
it's really hurtful because I see so many, and it's majority white progressives that are just so toxic to the idea of progressivism. White progressives are the biggest detriment to, to progressivism because the Republicans are doing nothing to actually combat what the progressive caucus and in, in the Democrats are bringing to the table, and people are voting for it. They're voting for the progressive caucus, and it's the Democrats who are fighting it. You know that Donald Trump wanted to, as a way of pissing off the Republicans for, for, for not backing him adequately during the election, you know what his idea was? He was going to put $2,000 checks into the stimulus package to, 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 to get back at the Republicans who he knows don't want any assistance in that package. And because the Republicans are a cult of personality, they would have voted for it, even if they didn't want it. Because the way that Donald Trump is leading them, they would automatically fall in line with him because they're too fucking scared to vote against him. And it was the Democrats. Nancy Pelosi and fuckboy Schumer who fucking fought tooth and nail to get that removed from the from the from the stimulus package. And it, they 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 argued it down to $600 from $2000. And this is what I mean. This bullshit white progressive uh wing of the Democratic Party is full of shit. It's full of shit. Full of shit. And then you have the bad faith arguments coming from the the other side, from people like Brianna Joy Gray and 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 the twi- and her Twitter fucking following that says we need to sit here and dictate to people like AOC who actually won political office how to utilize their political power, which is the fucking most disgusting, egregious thing. Like, listen. I get it. I'm very critical of AOC. I've been critical of AOC. I've been upset with her in the past. But at no point do I believe that I know how to use her political influence better than she does. Because I've never been voted into her office. And so it's fundamentally disingenuous to, to make part and parcel of your critique a actual advocation of how she should be exercising her political power that she fought for. Granted, yes, people who voted for her are the ones who provided her that power, but this is a representative democracy. She now holds that power once she is elected into that seat. She controls how she utilizes that, and the people voted her for her because they trusted that she would utilize her power in the best way possible to get as far as she can. And these fucking idiots like Jimmy Dore, and I'm and, and I'm really disappointed in Brianna because she's a really smart young lady and she knows shit, but she's over here trying to 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 advocate for how AOC should utilize her political influence when the fight that they're trying to get her to go into is versus Nancy Pelosi. She's the most powerful woman in American politics, bar. Kamala Harris, who will in January become the most powerful woman. They want AOC, a neophyte congresswoman, to fight against the most powerful political woman in the fucking establishment. (coughs) It's just stupid. It's just stupid. It's just not an intelligent fight to take on. 
And so for them to be advocating for people to 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 disenfranchise AOC because of her choices of how to maneuver politically are just they're disingenuous, they're foolhardy, and it just shows the circular firing squad that the progressive left of America is. There's nothing wrong with critiquing each other. We have to critique each other. We should critique each other brutally. But when it gets to the point when you we are trying to dictate how other people who have actually done the work utilize their political power, that's when I step away and say, nope, nope, I am not part of that project. I am here to to critique and give my opinion, but in no way, shape, or form would I ever say that I have more political acumen than Jamal Bowman or Corey Bush or Pramila Jayapal or 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 uh, Ilhan Omar or Alexandra Ocasio-Cortez. They are good politicians. And it, whether if you don't believe that they have the people's best interest in mind, then make that argument. But don't argue with the people who we have chosen to be our representatives when they parlay and 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 maneuver politically in the environment that's provided to them we elected them into that environment and so when they're moving around a corrupt environment and they have to make moves that might not be in our direct choice we uh, if you don't trust them that's one thing but if you trust them as people then you gotta stop and say hey you know what i didn't agree with that but the overall political movings the, the platform, I'm supporting that. And so that's why we have these people as representatives. Otherwise, you need to become part of a communist organization to completely destroy the political system at hand. Because they're not mad at her for her choice. They're mad at her because she has to move in a political system that doesn't allow her to fight every single fight. Because there's a limited amount of political capital that she has to wield. And she has to wield it intelligently. In a in a in a in a perfect world, there would be the only limit to political capital would be the people. But we know that that's not true in our environment right now. We could work towards that. We could shout and scream at the top of our lungs if that's where we want to be. But when it comes to the people who are putting ten toes to the ground and doing this shit, you got to shut the fuck up sometimes. And that's and and that's why I would never ever ever say that my critique comes to the to, to the level of what people should and shouldn't do. I critique pe- people based on the things that they did and the ramifications of what has happened. That's it. I'm not critiquing the way they choose to move politically. I'm critiquing the outcomes. And if you moved strategically and you failed, then I will critique you as such. If you moved strategically and you got yourself in a position to to, to fight a bigger fight, I will critique you duly. That anytime I'm out here shitting on on politicians for making shitty political moves, it's not because I believe that I can maneuver their political influence better, and no one should ever do that. Especially no one who's who who has uh, chosen to to forego the 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 political system themselves. If you have chosen not to engage in the political system yourself, and you feel it necessary to tell people who are in our politics how to fucking utilize the influence that we bestow on them, you're, you're, you're barking up the wrong tree. You're barking up the wrong tree. You're not going to get anywhere far, and all you're going to do is further uh, uh, split and fracture our already fractured 
uh, uh, political spectrum. And and that's the worst part is, is that, you know, the fractured political spectrum, I don't think, is really what hurts us. It's the fact that there's only two parties in our political system. If there was more parties representing the varied interest, we'd have a better idea of how we can properly influence our government. But we don't. So unless you're unless you're fighting for a parliamentary system in American government, shut the fuck up and let AOC do her thing. Because guess what? Till this point, I haven't seen her forego. I haven't seen her forego any any uh, any votes that she actually had power on. I didn't see her forego, and and she's a freshman congresswoman. She doesn't have a power on any votes. Like literally, there's there in Congress, there's people called the whip. The whip is the person who who uh, organizes votes within the party. So you have the Speaker of the House, and then you have the majority whip and the minority whip. The majority whip gathers votes in the majority, whoever's in the majority, whether it's Democrats or or, or, or Republicans, and minority whip gathers votes in the other. Because the our our system has centralized power like that in the Congress. People, freshman Congress people have no power. They don't have the ability to fight people like Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer on anything. So asking her to sacrifice all of her political capital on a fight that the president, the literal president elect has said he will not let pass. Let's not forget Biden said he will veto Medicare for all. And if you think that because we're in a pandemic, he won't come through on what he already said he would do. You're fucking stupid. You're crazy. You are utterly and, 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 and completely crazy. He will not let Medicare for all happen. Biden has already said he does not support it. He will veto it. He literally said I would veto it as president. Like he literally said that in, in an interview. So, the idea that you want Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez to force a vote on that to reveal the fecklessness of the Democratic Party shows how fucking stupid you are. Because we already know this. If you're looking at it with a critical eye, you know this already. And if you have refused to acknowledge it, you're not going to acknowledge it. You're going to drink the Kool-Aid. So her wasting her time for trying to force quote-unquote force a vote because there's no guarantee that she forces a vote on this by 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 trying to to galvanize her her caucus and when i say her caucus i mean the squad there's no guarantee and then the worst part is is that you open yourself up to get smacked down in even worse in dramatic ways nah b no sir i will not down i will not uh uh attack alexandria ocasio cortez for not supporting this Medicare for all bill, because it's, it, it, there was nothing for her to give in support. There was nothing for her to give in support. Honestly, there really wasn't. Not when the president elect says that he will veto it when it comes across his, 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 uh, his desk. And you want her to sacrifice her, 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 her influence for that. Ah, man, we got to get off of that shit. The, the left has to stop shooting at itself. Yes. We'll critique each other, but, Attacking the people that have actually uh, obtained some form of political influence because of purity tests. The purity test should have been there when you fucking elected her. That's the time for purity tests. She there now. This ain't the time to sit here and, and critique her because she's choosing not to sacrifice her political influence. That's nah.
We got to get away from that. That's that's gonna that's gonna that's gonna cause the next four years to 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 result in an even worse president than Donald Trump. Fact. That's big fact. If we sit here and spend more time fighting ourselves rather than organizing and galvanizing to get the 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 proper push in the direction that we want. Like galvanizing around attacking AOC is not going to get you what you want. I promise you. I promise you. It's only going to get it's only going to get the uh, the the right to have more influence than they should. And we don't want that. That's a bad thing if if people didn't realize that. But yeah, moving on from that, I mean, the DNC uh has through their own investigation uh uh, come out and stated that the Iowa caucuses were mishandled <laughs> grave, gravely that Bernie Sanders won that caucus despite Pete Buttigieg declaring victory before the votes were even counted like the DNC is like and that's the worst part you know the RNC they'll, they'll lie to you till the cows come home but the <laughs> DNC will literally tell you guys hey by the way we did rip off Bernie Sanders only and, and, and only to to it's like the homeopathic warning at the end of a, a of a of a what the medicine the medicine commercials mm-hmm. you know they at the end of the medicine commercial that they tell you he's going to fix your erectile diarrhea dis- and blindness and death and maybe- suicidal <laughs> thoughts you know what I mean like it, it's like the 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 Democratic oh, Party sorry. is using homeopathic warnings uh, as a way to gain the trust of people. And it's fucking disgusting. It really just shows how how weak-minded the average American is. Not all Americans, the average American. The average American. If you fall inside the bell curve, you're probably a fucking idiot. Because the the idea that the idea that that the Democratic Party has any kind of moral standing is crazy. And then the idea that you're going to now go to their their polar opposite, the Republicans, is also fucking crazy. Like, the average American will really take the Democrat and Republican Party and, and, and take those two choices and choose one of them. Instead of saying, yo, these are both really bad choices for me. Both of these choices are really bad for me. Case in point, the Democratic Congress is the one that that, that negotiated away the stimulus checks for people. They're not the Democratic establishment doesn't give a shit about helping people. Neither does the Republican Party. And so the average American who is willing to accept these two options as their only options is a fucking idiot. Like that's just not smart. It's not it's not a it's not a uh, an informed or progressive way to go about your future, your own future. Whether you whether you want to actively participate in part, politics or not, you can't take these two parties as as your choices and 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 actively choose one and consider yourself part and parcel to the to to the solution. You're part of the problem. You're definitely part of the problem because neither of these parties should have any support. Neither of these parties should have any support. They both should absolutely have lost the trust of the of the public, but they haven't. Oddly enough, they haven't, which blows my mind. I don't even know how that's possible that they could have gone this far without no, having. They're lost investing a, enough money into it. 
I guess that's that blows my mind because there's no amount of money you could ever invest to convince me that people who are hurting me are hurting me aren't hurting me. But you're right. There's people who will just take in the 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 words that are being said to them and not actually look at the material uh, uh, circumstances that they're living under and say, oh yeah, yeah, no. I mean, God, oh, it, my mom reminds me of this because she was she was a Bloomberg Democrat. A Bloomberg Democrat. Like, how does that even exist? Because Bloomberg was a Republican <laughs> until the 2016 or the 2020 election. So how the fuck? Like, that's not even a thing. And people are just, they listen to the words and they say, yeah, you know, I like those words. And they jump on it. And I, I just don't understand how people could, could, these are situations that clearly have ramifications on your, on your, your well-being. You know, your well-being could be, go better if you pay attention to the situation but they don't they don't and then they make decisions that are counter positive to their well-being and it's like but you didn't even you clearly didn't even research or look into this whatsoever because a cursory examination would have said hey you know what if i just care about me and people who look like me this is probably not the dude for me <laughs> but they don't they don't and it's not just relegated to to poor white people or middle class white people it's a lot of people of all differing races and genders. Like, it blows my mind. But yeah, I, I wonder how much uh, Russia's hacking scheme has to do with that. Because you know they just put out another thing. Russia's hacking. Russia been hacking. Hacking and whacking and thwacking. They all up in their fucking systems. I don't believe that shit whatsoever. I mean, I'm sure that they're attacking our systems the same way they have been since the Cold War. You know, attempting to to garner like uh state secrets but i doubt that russia is wasting their time with the american electorate honestly like we're so fucked up it wouldn't even it's like it's like when you have an enemy but your enemy is like so fucked up that you're like i honestly could just step back and let them implode and that's probably the worst thing i could do if i interject myself i'd be doing them a favor by giving them something else to focus on other than their own self-destruction. You know what I mean? Like, I, I highly doubt that anyone who hates America is taking time to influence America. Because if you hate America, all you got to do is sit back and watch and America will kill itself. America is, is, is working hard at de dethroning itself as a, as a superpower. Working very hard. And, and I don't know, man. I just don't think that these, these claims of Russian hacking are, are meaningful. They're just more distractions. They're, 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 it's the setup. It's the setup for the, for the disclaimer later. Oh, man. Yeah, you know, those 70 million people who voted for Trump, man, it's all about the Russian hackers. It's like, no, 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 no. Those 70 million people were enacting their racism on the system. They, they, were, they were actively trying to, to dog whistle their racism into the system. That's it. As long as you're ready for the spin. As long as you're ready, and I mean, look at look at what's going on in D.C. In D.C., you got Proud Boys, and that's the fucking part that always blows my mind. I see how they they act when there's BLM protests. I get it. BLM is calling for the dismantling of the systems that protect the powerful, so I can imagine why they respond the way that they do, but. Them ignoring the Proud Boy protests when the Proud Boys are, are are overtly vandalizing property, are overtly 
uh, um, assaulting people in the streets. Just it it really shows their hand. It really shows their hand. Agree. They're not going to arrest their friends, bro. Come on. Clearly Sam. not. Come on now. Clearly not. You want me to go arrest the homie? I know that. We were just at a barbecue last week. Just because he wants to smash some cars and I'm law enforcement, you mean I got to go stop him now? No, that they're, make they're, no they're sense. smashing historically black churches. But yeah, no, I, yeah, it's, they're, 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 they're the same community. Those are the homies. There's no way that they're ever going to, they're, that they're ever going to actually crack down on those things. But it's like, that, how is it that so many people still don't see the tie between the 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 white nationalists and the police like because it's an inconvenient truth yeah oh boy man that's that's a, i think that that and i'm really pissed off at al gore for stealing that phrase <laughs> because this is the real inconvenient truth fuck climate fair, change nigga. there's more than one there is not one inconvenient truth <laughs> yeah there's a lot of them and and and, and see you see from the from the left you will get you know, Marxists will say that that's just the those inconvenient truths are just the internal contradictions of capitalism. Okay. But I don't think so. I think that those are the internal contradictions of America. Of the people, yeah. Of America, sure. American people. Like, yes, in most places where capitalism is benefiting the public, they are racially homogenous. So you, and nowhere do you see a diverse society where capitalism works for the people which is weird like i don't want to have to say that you have to be a like a black nationalist to be anti-capitalist but it really seems like if you are anti-capitalist that puts you at odds with a lot of white societies it puts you at odds with a lot of predominantly white societies because Predominantly white societies that have very, very low rates of, of diversity are the only ones that are successfully enacting capitalism, other than Asians that have very low rates of diversity are also successful with capitalism. And both of these, 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 these demographics, these ethnicities are not using democracy as a, as a vessel for, for, for capitalism. In Asian countries, you have communism uh, as as the vessel for capitalism, and which is completely antithetical, which is the most bullshit thing I've ever heard. But based on the current usage of the words, that's what's happening. And in those Eastern European countries that are successful with capitalism, it's socialism. It's not democracy. So this is an interesting, an interesting, uh, and 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 that's not even particularly the dichotomy to be set up. Because socialism and communism are economic forms, democracy is a governmental form. But because of how inter- in, 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 integrally intertwined our governments and our economies are, they're used synonymously. But that's not to say I don't identify that that's a completely fallacious statement. You don't compare communism to capitalism, or you don't compare communism to democracy, because they're not the same thing. They're not the same thing at all. Um, but yeah. We we definitely got to work on this on this uh, rhetoric behind the anti capitalist because I I don't know if it's if it's a necessity that you have to be you know uh, I don't know if it's a necessity that you have to uh, adhere to racial diversity 
to be successful capitalists. And I would say that uh, racial diversity is actually inverse to your success as a capitalist. I don't think America is successful as capitalists. We're successful as militarists. We're successful because we have 17 times the next country's uh, uh, size of military. Okay, good. You know what I mean? Like, we're not really successful capitalists. We're really successful militarists. And so I think America, and that's another, that's just one of the reasons why I fight so vehemently for people to like, let's just, let, 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 let's get the proper understanding of what's happening here. Because if Americans realize that they were actually losing at capitalism, they might actually stop and change what they're doing. But they think that they're being so successful as capitalists. And it's like, no, you're, you're pretty much holding the rest of the world at gunpoint. I don't know if that makes you a successful capitalist or a successful extortionist, but it's, I don't think that they're the same thing. They could be the same thing. Most, most uh, leftists would say that it's the same thing, but I don't think it's the same thing. There's a distinct difference. Um, being a successful capitalist is a, is a, is a form of production. Being a successful ex, uh, extortionist doesn't, it just means you're a shitbag. <laughs> it's a, two different things. But yeah, I, I, there's got to be a more healthy and robust discussion around these things. Because as I said, we need to start talking about what comes after capitalism. Because we're in very late stage capitalism. We're, we're, we're close to the end. It can't keep, and, and the thing is, is like when I say it can't keep going, I mean, yeah, we're talking about maybe 50 to 100 more years, but my son will still be alive in that time. And so I would like to, to, to project the world that'll be around for him. And the way capitalism's going is that it could destroy the world, like literally, whether it's through nuclear war, catastrophic climate change catastrophic uh, extinction level events in, in the majority of the world's biodiversity. By the way, it doesn't take uh, uh, a nuclear fallout for for America, uh, for America this world to experience a radical de- a reduction in biodiversity, which will cause systems to fail. The lack of biodiversity will cause natural systems to fail around the world. And that's a problem. That's a problem. It's a huge problem. Because that will only exacerbate the climate change, and so we gotta, we gotta, we gotta realize that you know we need to to start rectifying these situations because we're in the end game. We don't have four hundred more years of capitalism to figure it out. We don't, and so we should probably really, especially because the technologies are only increasing the speed at which we progress towards the end of capitalism. That's the thing about. Uh, uh, um, capitalism is that one of and and Rick and Morty said it best in the Pluto episode. The rich will eat. Oh, I'm sorry. The young will eat the old if you let them. <laughs> and capitalism, one of the I would say the progeny of capitalism is technology. Capitalism produces technology to perpetuate itself, and that same child, that progeny, technology is going to eat capitalism because technology can act as a, a, a replacement for certain forms of economics. Technology can supplant certain forms of politics. Technology can supplant a lot of these things. And so <laughs> capitalism is not only speeding up, but 
speeding up the creation of that which will displace itself. Technology makes it possible for us to not have to live under capitalism. And one of the main products of capitalism is technology. And so we have to deal with the fact that one of the contradictions of capitalism is that it recreates its own displacement. But because of humans and us wanting to establish lasting markets and corporations and things of that nature, it that is directly uh, counterproductive to the ever-changing technologies. Technologies are going to change the markets, but the markets are trying to be are, are trying to be established and stagnant so that people could make money off of them. Moving markets are hard to make money off of. Markets that are constantly changing are hard to make money off of. And so capitalism is trying to create technology, which is changing the markets, but it's trying to stagnate the markets at the same time. And so that's a fundamental contradiction that capitalism cannot overcome. You can't, and it's been successful at, at moving it around geographically to different places that, also, that don't have uh, regulatory bodies to fight against it. But as the world progresses, as countries develop, it's going to run out of places to, to, to flee to. There's not going to be slave populations forever if we keep progressing towards a world where we do not advocate slavery. You know, as much as China is fighting to create its own slave population, you know, the Middle East did it. Yo, if you ever want to if you ever want to know about slave populations, look up the Nepalese. Nepalese people have been exploited as slave labor in the Middle East for at decades as far as I'm aware. Decades, 60 plus years. And it only became widely known when FIFA tried to 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 host in Dubai and they wanted to build that stadium. And all those Nepalese people, like they, twenty four Nepalese people died a day building that stable, that stadium. Twenty four people a day on that one work site. And so, yeah, it's 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 you know, capitalism will only be able to flourish as long as there's geographic regions that it can operate in an unregulated fashion. And that's not going like sooner or later. That's gonna it's gonna run out of places for that. You know, and, and in that time, it's also going to be creating technologies and 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 destroying the environment while it's trying, attempting to do that. So we just can't we can't keep on down this line. It's not healthy, and it's definitely and it's not. And when I say it's not healthy, not on the individual level, but on the global level, it's not healthy. It's going to end up in a global catastrophe. That you know, I don't know if any individual is going to be able to 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 withstand without substantial support like it's a it's a problem but yeah that 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 their tangent yeah with that being said we'll go ahead and we'll we'll wrap on this topic um because something that's been i've seen it being talked about a lot and it's starting to come into development and i wanted to wait to see what would happen with the next stimulus package before i, I commented too heavily on this but there is a looming eviction crisis that is about to hit America like a fucking brick. There are 10 million plus uh, dwellings that landlords are are currently in eviction processes for. That in January, when the eviction moratorium goes up, will actively be attempting to remove from their properties. 10 million people put out of their homes and the best that the government can do right now is shoot out $600 checks to people 
who, mind you, most of these evictions are happening in cities. There ain't no city in America that I know of that has $600 rent. And of these 10 million people, all the government could do to, to give them some respite when the government is the one who's asking them to stay home is give them 600 bucks. And this is going to be a crisis because there was no stay on rent. And from and, and I was talking to Caroline and, and I was a little bit surprised that she she didn't understand this is that um there was no cancellation of rents. There was no there was now mind you, landlords got PPE money. But they never used any of that to satisfy the rents of people who were currently struggling. And so none of that money ever made it to the balances of these rent sheets. None of the stimulus money, none of the bailout money, nothing has made it. So all of these people who obviously have been in eviction situations for months now are just getting further behind the ball. And when the moratorium is up, they're not going to have the ability to pay those rents now all of a sudden. They're not going to be able to, to say, oh, thank you for all that extra time. Now I want to give you the money for that. They're still going to get evicted. And cops are still trash bags. And they're still going to serve those evictions. And I don't know how many cities are going to be like Portland, where when when those cops go to serve evictions in Portland, because they're trying to serve evictions in the moratorium, the community comes out with their rocks and they bust their head open with it. Which I that was I posted that on my Twitter. Take a check uh, on my timeline and go back a couple of days. You'll see. Yo, the people in Portland are not fucking around. They are destroying police property when they come into their communities trying to take the take the 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 homes and the dwellings of people who have been living in these places for 60 plus years. And so I don't know if the rest of the country has that kind of testicular fortitude. But if they don't, this is going to be a crisis. And I don't know what now, granted, it's 10 million plus people diffused across the country, but that's 10 million plus people in a destitute situation with families, some of them. This is going to be a crisis. And I don't think that, oh, uh, Biden, I don't think that Biden has what it takes to fix it, nor do I think Kamala has what it takes. Kamala, I just don't expect anything from her. She's a black woman in a white man's world. I don't think that she's there for anything other than identity politics. I don't think she even gives a fuck enough to actually help the people. And I'm going to be honest. I just don't see it. I see. I've had, I've lived around black women enough to know that they will talk just as nice to you as anyone else. And they will fuck you over just like anyone else. It's not a special thing. It's not a black woman thing or a white man thing. It's no. When people talk extra nice to you from a police of power, it's usually because they're fucking you over. And she's talking extra nice to us. She's not talking truth to us. She's not giving us the hard realities of what's going on. She's not even being honest about her past. And so, nah, I just don't see either of them as having any of the kind of political will or acumen to actually do something about this crisis. And it's going to be fucking ugly. And you know what the worst part is? If they just put Marsha Fudge as the as the fucking head of HUD. And that's the department that's going to... Health and Human Services. I mean, um, Housing and Urban Development is, is going to 
housing and urban development is going to be the department that fucking gets hammered by this. And you got fucking Marsha Fudge, who's so happy to finally be accepted into establishment, who's going to be put on the face of that. And it's like, yo, man, stop. Everyone's so happy about putting black faces in front of the fucking politics of this country, only to have those black faces be the face of fucking terrible, terrible things. Obama did it. Clyburn does it. And they're just setting up Marsha Fudge to be the same thing. And I don't want that. They try to do it with Colin Powell. And, and that's why I respect Colin Powell's exit from political life. Because he realized, oh my God, I was fucking used. And instead of being the shitbag to sit there and, and, and sit in the public's face and, 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 and rub it in our faces that he fucking, he just totally ran uh, the American military into a war that they shouldn't have been into. Instead of rubbing that in our faces, he bowed out. I respect that more than the assholes who get used as a public face and then ride that political uh, uh, that political shine to fucking become a, a voice in a community that they don't respect or, or care about. Obama does not give a fuck about black people. He gives a fuck about his family. He gives a fuck about his daughters. He gives a fuck about people who are close to them, but he don't give a fuck about black people. If he honestly gave a fuck about black people, there is no way in hell that BLM would have got shut out of his administration the way that they did. They didn't listen to BLM at all. As a matter of fact, I think that the fact that BLM came under his his administration is why he hates black people so much. Because he feels like black people turned on him. And all black people wanted was for him to not be a fucking coon. That's all we wanted. Just don't be the fucking black face on white supremacy. And that's all he did. But... We'll leave it at that. I pray that anybody who is having issues right now with their with with, with their financial situation finds some form of respite. It's not going to get easier. The government's not going to help us. And we're going to have to find communal ways of helping each other out of this shitty situation because none of our problems will be solved on the federal level. And when we do solve our, our problems on the community level, don't let the federal government take, take uh, responsibility for it. Don't let them... Don't let your good work on their watch come off as their good works. Don't do it. But yeah, we'll go ahead. We'll wrap up with that. Thank you for joining us, guys. We appreciate each and every one of you. Go ahead and follow us on the uh, social medias. You can find me on Instagram at Heron's Home Podcast and on Twitter at Cree underscore T and at Home Heron. Catch me on Instagram at Rico underscore G Sound. And always remember, time is only wasted if you choose to waste it. So learn from your mistakes. It's the only thing you ever truly will learn from, guys. Have a great one. Thanks for joining us. Peace. Take it easy.